What up, Bazaar's hackers? In the last episode, we talked about linking your self-identity to your health journey by choosing to be the person who creates your healthy, happy life, even if this means slowly evolving over time into that healthy, happy person. This week, we continue the thread of self-identity, and we look at how failing to truly know yourself will sabotage all your best efforts at health and happiness. Because if you don't know who you want to be and what it is you truly want in life, then it is almost impossible to see what direction to take on your journey up your healthy, happy mountain. Before we get into it, let's just take a couple of minutes to bring us into the present moment. If it's safe for you to do so, then close your eyes, letting go of any tension you're feeling in your body right now, particularly in the jaw. Let's take a deep inhale, taking in calm, then exhaling tension. On your next breath, inhaling clarity and exhaling confusion. Inhale peace and exhale to let go of frustration. Take a few moments here, staying connected to the thread of your breath as you bring yourself into this moment. Allowing the breath to connect and align your mind, body, soul. So that anything and everything is possible in this one wild and precious life. Then staying connected to self through that thread of your breath. Come back into the room and our episode today. You might have noticed my reference to our quote of the week at the end there. It's a quote from Mary Oliver from her poem, The Summer Life, and it's one of my absolute favorite inspirational quotes. Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Because for many of us, we're not doing what we plan. And our one wild and precious life is passing us by, which is a devastating tragedy. So today I want to talk about how you're spending your time. Do you have a picture of what you'd like to be doing with your life, but feel the weight of other demands on your time? In particular, most of us would love to make our health and happiness a priority, Of course we realize how important it is, but there is always something more important, right? And for almost everyone struggling with less than optimal health or a stressful lifestyle, taking care of yourself feels like a complete luxury. Something you can do after you get all the stuff done that you have to get done, right? And of course, we never get all that stuff done, do we? So taking care of you just never happens. And this stops you from leading the life that you want. 
Aside from the health implications of not putting aside time for you, if you're spending your life doing the things you think you have to do or should be doing rather than how you want to spend your life, then you're not getting to be your true self. You're not living an authentic life. Because the way you spend your time is a reflection of who you are or your identity. And if you're living out of alignment with your self-identity, that creates a lot of inner conflict and tension, aka our old friend stress. Which, as we've talked about in the last few episodes, creates more symptoms and illness in your body, which makes it even harder to take care of you. And a lot of us continue in this way until something happens like a health scare or disease that forces us to prioritize our health. Wouldn't it be good if we could prioritize doing something about our health before we reach this point? And there is actually a lot we can do (laughs) that will create more time and energy to prioritize your health without it taking up too much of your time and energy. But the one aspect I want to talk about today is getting clear on who you are. Because if you're not clear on who you are, then you're probably not spending your time in a way that supports the dreams that you have for your life. And then you're effectively spending your life doing the things you think you have to do or should be doing and not prioritizing what you want or your health in this instance. Consider that there are 168 hours in each week. After you take out the hours for sleeping, 50 hours, hopefully, and working, let's say around 35, You have just over 80 hours left in a week for essential chores, travel, taking care of others, appointments, exercising, spending time with loved ones, and anything else you want to do with your time. How do you truly want to spend those 80 or so hours each week? The reality is that almost all of us are filling our time with things we don't actually want to do. This might be things we somehow fall into doing, like mindlessly scrolling through social media for hours every day. Or it could also be those things that you think you have to do, or you should be doing. But should is a bit of a danger signal in our eat, sleep, play, repeat circles. Should is a signpost that you are operating from a limiting belief usually from childhood conditionings or societal norms, should normally highlight something you think you ought to be doing, but your heart's not in it. It's not aligned to what you really want in your life. Let's unpack that a little with an example. Consider the overwhelmed parent let's say a mum. And if you're not a parent or a mum, you can apply this to pretty much anything that right now feels like a big responsibility that is sucking all of your time. Okay, so we have our mum here. 
juggling business and family, trying her hardest to provide home-cooked healthy meals and packed lunches for the family, keep the house reasonably clean and get the laundry done each week, because that's what mums do, right? Anything less would be failing as a mum, and so she resists finding easier options, because that would be, well, cheating, wouldn't it? And it might cost more. But is planning, shopping, preparing and cooking food for the family how she actually wants to spend 20 plus hours, a quarter of her precious 80 hours each week, before she even starts cleaning? More likely, she feels like she has to do this stuff, like she doesn't have a choice. Does that feel familiar? But the truth is, that you always have a choice, even when you think you don't. Right now, you might be thinking this is a ridiculous example, because of course you have to take care of your kids and ensure they get healthy food. But that is exactly the point I am making. You actually don't. That is a belief, a limiting belief that is causing you to believe that this is true. And we know it's a limiting belief because we have many examples of people who don't do this. There are literally millions of parents around the world who don't provide healthy home-cooked meals to their family every day for all sorts of reasons. They may pay others to look after their children. They may not live with them. They may get home from work very late, or they truly may not have the capacity to feed them. The reason that you prioritize this, or at least try to, is because it is one of your highest values to take care of your family. You choose to provide them with the healthy meals. And that's important. You choose to do this. You don't have to do it. And of course, it's completely okay if it is part of your highest values and your life purpose to spend the majority of your time caring for your family. You can recognize this and lean into it, knowing you are fulfilling your purpose. But for most of us, while taking care of family does fall under one of our highest values, it doesn't mean we want to spend all our time cooking and cleaning. You might also have other important values like career fulfillment, um, health, financial goals or friends. But so often limiting beliefs cause you to give one area all of your time and your energy at the expense of others. So it feels like you never have the time or the space or the energy for the things that you want to do or to spend time on you. And this decreases your sense of fulfillment in life, which can be very unmotivating. It helps to understand where these limiting beliefs are formed, essentially from your experience of the world. For example, societal norms in many cultures may have taught you that raising kids is your number one responsibility. 
the expectations set by your own parents, both in the example they set for you as parents themselves and in what you feel they expect of you now, can create the sense of responsibility that you too must do the same. The peer pressure you feel from friends who so effortlessly seem to manage to deliver healthy meals for their family every day. And even the expectations from your own family who are now so used to the standard that you've set. But all these expectations are external. They are other people's ideas of how things should be. And when these external expectations become internalized, as they do over time and repetition, they morph into your limiting beliefs. At this point, it becomes very hard to distinguish these limiting beliefs from the true values that you hold close, your self-identity. And that's when you start to lose your self-identity. That's when you start to experience inner conflict as things seem to pull you every which way and you don't seem to have any direction in your life anymore. You just know that you are not living in alignment with self. And that's why we spend so much time working with our clients on their self-identity, building up their awareness so that they can shrug off those limiting beliefs connect to their highest values and remove that inner conflict so that they can remember who they are when nobody else is around. When they are free, completely free of should. Because that's how you start to make choices and permanent habit changes that support the things that matter to you whether that's your health, your life, your career, your family, or anything else. To live the life of your dreams, you have to let go of the limiting beliefs that are stopping you from spending your time on things that support those dreams. Now, I'm not saying abandon your family to the wolves because you've got a life to live. I'm pretty sure that's not going to be aligned to the values of anyone who is listening to this today. I totally get that taking care of your family is one of your highest values and that ensuring they get nutritious healthy food is part of that. But I also know that you probably don't want to spend all your time cooking and cleaning and there are other workable solutions. You could choose to use meal kits or meal delivery for three to four nights of the week. You'll probably find yourself coming up with all sorts of excuses, like it's too expensive, the food won't be healthy. But if you let go of those limiting beliefs and tried it out, you might be pleasantly surprised. I certainly was after a long time of resistance. (laughs) Another solution could be to get your family to take responsibility for a night each week. Even a young child can gain a lot while having fun from taking on the responsibility to plan a healthy meal, put the ingredients on your shopping list, cook and clean afterwards once a week. And for the super young, you can make this a space where you finally get to spend some of that 
quality time (laughs) with that child. Sometimes shifting a limiting belief can be as simple as a change in perspective. Because the reality is that if you're stressed out and trying your best to also give your family a healthy meal every night of the week, then you're probably not doing that job quite as well as you'd like. How many takeaways or quick fixes slip into that schedule? Very often, especially for the overachievers in the room, too much trying to do it all means you end up doing nothing as well as you would like. If our overwhelmed mum is only cooking and cleaning two to three times a week, she'll gain back 10 to 12 hours or so in her week and likely rediscover her joy in cooking a nourishing meal for the family, while her family benefits from more consistent meals and a happier mum. If it feels selfish to you to relieve yourself of some of the burden by taking shortcuts or getting others to take on some of your responsibility, just know that this is another limiting belief that is entirely incorrect because your family will always be better off when you lighten your load. But that's a whole other topic on its own. That even if this example of our stressed out mum isn't you, you'll probably find many similar situations in your life. And the clue to finding them is noticing when you feel like you have to or should do something. These words are a great indicator of a limiting belief and it's worth digging a little deeper when you hear yourself say them. Delve into the reasons you feel that you have to do this thing and give some thought to the exact outcome that you want. Our stressed out mum needs to stop, take stock and define exactly what being a good mum means to her and how she truly wants to show up in that role and you need to do the same. Because it's only when you know what is most important to you that you will be able to make better decisions around your time. It's really about growing your awareness around your self-identity, your values and your priorities so that you can make choices that work for you. Otherwise, you really will be wasting your precious hours on should and lamenting that you never have time for what you want. What's important to take away from today is the following. Understand that you are choosing the responsibilities you carry in your life. I'm not talking about the fact that you chose to have kids or chose this job or chose the big house with the mortgage and now you're stuck with that choice. I'm talking about the fact that you are choosing to commit to this responsibility now, in this moment. You could choose to run away to live on a beach somewhere if you truly wanted to do that. But you are choosing this because your values include integrity and caring for your responsibilities. Understanding this can go a long way to shifting how you feel about your life. When you truly understand that you are choosing this now, in this moment, 
It reframes the demands on your time. I remember when I used to feel like I spent my whole life running around after my kids, taking them here and there, and never having time for anything else. And one day I realized that that was the thing I most wanted to do, even if it meant sacrificing other things for the moment. I wanted my children to experience the things and see the people that I was running them around to. And all of a sudden, all that running around became a pleasure in my life. And now that my children are starting to get themselves about more and more, I hold on to every little car trip I get to take with them. But some of the responsibilities you are carrying may not align with your values or support your best life. For example, it's perfectly okay not to dedicate your whole life to your children or your job or whatever else it is that's taking up your time, even if limiting beliefs are telling you otherwise. Shifting those limiting beliefs can help you shift some of your I have to responsibilities to alternative solutions and also shift the guilt you feel about doing that. And all of that shifting starts to lighten your load. And the person you feel kind of got lost under all that heavy load can start to emerge again. Your very first step to shrugging off some of those limiting beliefs around your self-identity and how you spend your life is to grow your awareness. And the most effective path to growing awareness around what really matters to you is presence. Presence surrounds everything we do at eat, sleep, play, repeat. From the few moments we took to get present at the start of this podcast to a simple choice around food or exercise. When you are present, it gives you the opportunity to step out of your stressed out state and connect with your highest self. From here, you can get clear on who you really are and work from a place of conscious intent rather than through unconscious repetition of habits created from limiting beliefs. From here, you can create real change and step into who you have chosen to be. There is nothing stopping you from stepping into that now, aside from your limiting beliefs. So don't wait till your kids leave home or you retire or your ship comes in or you lose weight. Don't wait for any of those things to remember who you are. Don't wait to step into you. Because if you're going to answer Mary Oliver's question, tell me, What is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? You first have to know what it is you want to do with your one wild and precious life. Over and out, my friends.